Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we have the awesome Millie on the episode with us today. Millie is an online educator and a YouTuber. I first met Millie a few years ago um, when she came into my community and learned how to pitch. And since then, she has created quite an incredible business of her own. She now teaches aspiring influencers all the latest tips and tricks that you need to grow on social media, specifically Instagram, to really turn your growth dreams into a reality. So on this conversation, we are going to be talking about how to grow your brand when you're first starting out. Millie's going to share some of the things that really helped her when she was growing, and then how to really learn what your audience wants to see from you, and then giving yourself that permission piece that you need to pivot and go all in on that content which for Millie, that was Instagram strategies. And then Millie gets down to the nitty gritty. She shares with us how to create content on Instagram that grows your following and how to create content on Instagram that nurtures your audience. This is a really fun episode and I cannot wait for you guys to dive in. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Millie. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm I'm just really thrilled to chat. I know that um, you know, I guess we've kind of known each other virtually for a while now, but it's so fun to have you here and really share all of the goodness of just your own growth and what your journey has been like as a content creator and as an educator and as an influencer and all of the amazing things. So I'm really happy to have you here. For those that don't know you or who may know what they think they know about (laughs) you, but you want to share a little bit more, tell us a little bit about um, kind of what you do and what brought you to today. Cool. Yeah. So my name is Millie. And I'm currently an online educator and YouTuber. I love teaching Instagram growth strategies and all the little tips and tricks and hacks that I've learned along the way. And my oh, the beginning of this story is almost like the ending. It starts at the end of another story. <laughs> I originally was going to college to pursue dance. I wanted to be a teacher and I was teaching dance at the time. So I taught dance for nine years and I got a pretty bad injury where I had to drop out of college because I lost my dance scholarship, dropped out of college, had to find a big girl job where I was sitting at a desk because I was on crutches for about nine months. So I was sitting at a desk in the corporate world and I needed another form of expression. So I turned to photography and taking pictures, documenting my journeys, posting really, really great pictures <laughs> onto Instagram. And that's kind of how my love for Instagram started. And the the rest is history. I've, I've picked up a lot of things along the way. And now I get to teach everything that I've learned to other 
aspiring influencers, content creators, bloggers who are looking to maybe turn their online presence into a full-time business. So that's kind of long story short <laughs> how I got here. And, um, you know, I, I, I love that you started it with kind of like, you know, this, this thing that I thought was going to be the rest of my life ended up not being the rest of my life. And then I jumped into this other thing kind of with like a reckless abandon and not really knowing what was going to unfold. What really gave you the courage and the confidence to do that and to kind of start before you were ready or, you know, as you said, like you, you were picking up things as you went and that's what actually gave you the tools and the education to keep going. Yeah. So I guess just from the beginning, I've, I've always loved creating anything creative I loved. So I, I was making YouTube videos since middle school with my brother, just not to pursue YouTube, but just because I loved making videos and content creation. And so photography felt natural or posting pictures and creating that sort of content was natural for me. And then the confidence came from learning from other online courses and in investing into those those courses to give me the knowledge, give me the confidence and teach me what I didn't know or what I didn't know that I didn't know. <laughs> and learning from other people really helped kind of, okay, let me apply this. Let me apply this and start taking action. I've always been somebody who just shamelessly was like, let me go all in. I want to go all in, even if I look like a fool, even if it's scary, even if I lose connections along the way and maybe people don't support me growing on Instagram because yes, that, that happens where sometimes you, you lose connections that may have been um, a great, great connections at first, but it's, it's the process of growing your online business. Some people don't, don't get it and that's okay. And I was just like, you know what, the, this is what I want. These are my desires. And I know that these desires were placed inside of me for a reason. So I'm just going to keep taking action. Well, and I love that you touched on that bit about, um, you weren't afraid in learning what you didn't know. And I think mm -hmm. that, and it's, it's one thing to maybe sign up for something or, you know, I always talk about how people will download a bunch of freebies and then they just like sit at the corner <laughs> of their desk collecting dust, right? Like they never do anything with it because they think that the action of just downloading a freebie or the action of just listening to a podcast or the action of just investing in a program is mm -hmm. all you really need. But it actually takes doing the work and showing up. And, um, you know, what you said about you were shameless in that, like, I'm going to show up even if I feel silly, or even if I, you know, I'm afraid to ask certain questions or, you know, whatever that may be. And do you feel like that, that, you know, over overcoming and just going for it, even if X, Y, and Z, how did that help you grow? And what did you, what did you learn from that? And, and I guess what I mean by that is that a lot of people don't do that. What, what I see most people do is they just try to kind of look around and see what else everyone else is doing and then just copying that, which can get you to a certain degree, <laughs> but it's, it gets you so far away from your own purpose and what is authentically you. So by you investing in yourself, by you having the courage, by you doing those things, how did it help you really solidify your own uniqueness, your own brand? and help you grow and scale faster. Yeah. So kind of touching on the freebies for a little bit, 
tie tie that into everything. You can only get so far with free content, constantly consuming the the free content, binging YouTube videos, downloading those freebies and templates and eBooks. And you can only get so far with that. I feel like when, when you borrow a couple hundreds of thousand dollars to buy a house or you take on $30,000 in student loans, everybody is celebrating with you and you're so excited. You're like, oh my gosh, I bought a home or oh my gosh, I'm going to college. Like those are really exciting moments. And for some reason, there's this stigma or maybe it feels taboo to look at an online course and see it's $500 and you're like, whoa, oh my gosh, that's so much money. Uh, <laughs> if it was $75, I would buy it. So right. <laughs> right. And so I, I think there's something that needs to happen with people's mindset shifts of, no, this is important. If this is going to be your business and something you truly want to pursue, doing those investments a little bit at a time will make the biggest difference. And that's what made the biggest difference for me. So for example, with your course, Pitch It Perfect, that was one of the first courses I ever invested in. And I I guess the moment was it, it created a platform for me to grow from because at the time I I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew like, oh, I can make money. <laughs> I can make money being an influencer. Okay, let me just do this as a little side hustle, side gig and see what happens. And as I started to apply the techniques that you taught in your course and started to actually make money as an influencer, only barely at 3000 followers on Instagram, I was like, whoa, this is a real thing. People can actually, people can do this. <laughs> and so that was where my love for or the passion came to teach others like, Hey, this is possible. You can do this. You can, you can start to grow your platform or you can make money online. And so at first, when I started teaching, I started teaching, um, how to work with brands pitching. And basically what you were teaching in your course after I applied it and was like, okay, this is what worked better for me. This is what made sense for me. And so I started to teach that. And then as I started to teach that people were asking me, how are you growing on Instagram? How are you writing your captions? How did you take these photos? So listening to my audience as I was growing and applying their questions into my teaching kind of guided me to grow where I am today and transform my business from, hey, let's just talk about working with brands to, okay, no, let's do an entire Instagram growth strategy. Instagram as your business, turning Instagram into one of those income streams and how you can do that for your own personal brand. So it happens over time. And the only way you find what that thing is, you might be able to grow with is just by taking action because I didn't know where I was going to end up. I didn't know like, this is my path. <laughs> you know, I just started taking action based off of what I knew. And that's when my audience kind of started to guide me and even family and friends started to ask questions and that's what guided me to where I am now. Yeah. You touched on so, so many great nuggets there. Um, and when I, I want to like break it down in a step-by-step -step for someone who may be listening and being like, okay, so how, how do I actually apply that? So it's from what I heard from you, the first mm -hmm. step was just the awareness and, and like being, being aware of like, this is possible. It's possible to make money online. I don't know how it's possible, but I do know that it's possible. So that was the first step. And then two, I think the second step was courage. You having the courage to go, okay, now I have to go figure out how this is possible. So I'm going to 
I'm going to devour free content. And then I'm actually, and I'm going to learn everything that I can from there. And then I'm actually going to invest in something. And so then you invested in a program, you invested in yourself. And then, as you said, that then gave you the platform. And then I loved what you said after that of like, it gave me the platform. I started to apply it to what I'm doing, which again, it's like the awareness, the courage, and then you're, you're now learning and you're taking action. And then you're like, okay, so now I can share this with other people. So it's like courage, awareness, learning, action, sharing. And then I think the, the, the most important part to all of those steps, breaking it down is how you said, then I listened to my community as to what it was that they really wanted from me. And, you know, yeah, I can share my own perspectives about this, but what they're really wanting from me is Instagram growth and the strategies around there and the photography strategy and the captions and really curating that. And then that's what led you to where you are today. And so the reason why I love to break that down for everyone that is listening is to really remind all of us that it is not a one size fits all thing. It is not a, well, let's just go over here and do what this person or that person is doing. This really is your own unique journey. And this is your movie. (laughs) So it's like, you have to make the choice. Like, do you want to star in your own movie or not? You know, you can be an extra or you can be the star of your own movie. And so I love that you had the courage because that's, you know, really having the awareness and then having the courage to then take the action, um, and listening to your audience, because I think that that is key. Um, I would love for you to share, cause you said, you know, at the time when you first invested in yourself, um, which was with pitch it perfect. And I just, I love talking to women who, <laughs> you know, no matter what path they're on, they're like, you know, I, I took this program and then it does so many different things for so many different people. And so I think that your story is really unique and that it gave you like this jumping off point to really step into your own brilliance and what it is that you want to do and how you want to serve. What were some of the challenges that you had along the way? Because at the time, you know, you had 3000 followers, which to some people may sound like a lot. And then to other people listening, maybe like peanuts, right? It's all the perspective shift of that. But, but what were your challenges in now you're going to be a person and a service provider for people who want to learn Instagram growth. So how did you actually do that for yourself? So there were, there's always a lot of challenges. I can honestly list off 10 (laughs) off the top of my head. Some of the challenges I think are some of the common challenges like imposter syndrome, not thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not expert enough. Do I really know this? Am I, am I the person to teach this? Like, why me? So the, that's a challenge that I kind of had to overcome and realize people need my voice. People need my perspective. And yes, while the industry might seem oversaturated, you could go on Instagram and look up Instagram coach and there's hundreds, thousands of other people that are teaching similar topics that I teach. So I just had to embrace the fact that I am unique and people might learn better from me than another Instagram coach. And that's okay. There's enough success out there for everyone. Another challenge that I faced was having to, I I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but lose certain connections as I was growing, pursuing my dreams didn't really align with other people's expectations of what my dreams should have been at the time. So I had a lot of, before I even started growing on Instagram, I had mentors that 
were like, you know, Millie, you're going to do such great things. And I didn't know what great things meant. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do great things. And then as soon as I started to do what I defined as great things, they, those mentors were like, you know, that's, that's not really what we had expected and distanced themselves from me because it it wasn't in line with what they wanted. And uh, that was hard. And I think that's a something a lot of people go through, whether it's with mentors or friends or family who just don't understand the social media space. And so I can definitely relate there. What I did to kind of overcome that was finding my community and finding the people who did support me and the ones who maybe didn't understand that I felt close with just having that tough conversation of saying, Hey, I know, I know Instagram might not be your thing, (laughs) but I would love it if you supported me as a person, as opposed to me, my goals, because maybe you don't understand Instagram and this career path, but I just want you to love me as me. And that's, that's all that I can ask. And so having some of those tough conversations helped a lot with getting the support that I needed. And eventually those people came around, they saw the success. They're like, Oh, okay, (laughs) we get it now. And, uh, and those are just some of the things that I've faced along the way. And I hope I... (laughs) I hope that I kind of answered that question. No, you did. I mean, you really, you touched on a lot of, you know, so much that, you know, we all go through people pleasing, you know, wanting to feel like we belong, wanting to feel validated by other people, you know, having those benchmarks of like, well, if this peep, if this person or if this thing deems me as successful or deems me as worthy or deems me as valuable, I will therefore be those things. And so it's like the more that we look, outward for that source, you know, the, the more that we disempower ourselves really. And so I think, yeah. you know, what I took away from that is like, you really started stepping into your own power and really trusting yourself. And like, this is what you wanted to do and people can either get on board or not, but this is, this yeah. is your life, you know, and you want to be the yeah, lead I in had, your movie. Right. I had to I think the biggest mindset shift was realizing what I have control of and what I don't have control of. Mm -hmm. And I can't control how other people receive my journey. I can't control how they perceive the content I put on Instagram. And once I let go of that, it was a huge burden off my shoulders. And it was, it was refreshing. I can't control who follows me and who unfollows me. And when I wrote down a list of things I could control and things I couldn't control, that's where I was like, okay, let me focus on the things that matter, the things that I have control of, and just go all in on those things and forget about the things that I can't control. I'm, I'm such a control freak. I like want, want to be able to control all those things, but you can't. And letting go of that was just a huge burden off my shoulders. Yeah. I mean, the control is the biggest thing that will get us. It's like, you got to let go or be dragged. And and again, it goes back yeah. to what we were talking about earlier with kind of the steps that you laid out of, you know, the awareness piece of that. And then choice, it's like, do you want to let go and like, you know, live your life, even if you can't control the outcome, or do you want to hold on so tightly that you're just going to be bound and dragged to whatever external circumstances may happen? Um, or are you going to freeze? I mean, I see that so much, you know, in a lot of inside my coaching community and my paid programs is that women will, they'll be so excited and, you know, they'll, they'll finally invest in themselves and it takes so much courage and they feel so good. And then they get inside the program and they're just like, 
they just freeze. And then they're like, oh my gosh, this isn't working for me. This isn't, and I'm, I'm like, you haven't even showed up to a coaching call. You haven't raised your hand. You haven't done, you know, you, you have, you have to do the work. You have to show up. You have to speak up. Your voice does matter. And so mm-hmm. it is, it is a constant, like beating our heads against the wall type of reminder that we all need, because it's so easy to get stuck in that mindset spiral of, you know, resistance and wanting to try to control other people, places and things. So we don't have to keep the focus on ourselves. It's so much easier to do that. Um, so I love that you yeah. shared that and my friends as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow, you need to scale, you need a marketing strategy, you need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on so you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff, and it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. I would love to talk a little bit about what it's been like growing a business online. Like you said, you know, you have a background as a dancer. Um, There may be now degrees in like online marketing, but when I went to college 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, there were no degrees in that. Um, How has it been for you just on the back end of just learning things like customer service, building a team, time management, social media management, all of that stuff? Right. So I feel really blessed in the sense that 
my original dreams, <laughs> they didn't pan out the way I wanted to, them to. And I was kind of forced into the corporate space. And so I was working in corporate for about five years, which created a lot of the foundations of what I apply to my business today. And I never would have thought that spending time in the corporate industry would be so powerful for my business now. I started in my job. I love, by the way, loved my corporate, <laughs> love my corporate job. I have nothing against the nine to five. Um, so let me just put that out there. I loved the the job that I had and the mentors I had at work. I owe them so much. They're everything. So <laughs> I started as a customer service representative and learned a lot of customer service, how to resolve those hard issues and eventually got promoted to the kind of call center manager. And so then I was the manager kind of handling teams, doing call reviews, how to improve those communications through calls, how to properly solve those conflicts and uh, and kind of harder issues with those clients who maybe ex escalated to the, the higher issues. Um, so I went there and then I was promoted to the brand's communications manager, which dealt with communicating with 2000 different service providers. And I was the go-to person for that. So I had to be really organized and make sure everybody's needs were met. And then I was promoted to project manager, which taught me a lot about systems and how to create systems to save you time and get projects actually done <laughs> instead of just setting a goal, but no breaking down that goal, setting due dates, applying, tracking your time spent on certain things. So my path in corporate is crazily and heavily applied to what I do now. And I remember leaving my corporate job and finally working for myself. And it was hard. It was hard the first few months, not, not just the work, but it was hard to show up for myself because I, I wasn't working anymore. I didn't have to wake up early. I didn't have to go to work, get ready and do all these things. So showing up for myself was harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to wake up, go to work, da, 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 done, boom, I'm a boss. <laughs> but that wasn't how it worked. I had to set these boundaries. I discovered I cannot work from home. I need to leave sometimes. I need to drive somewhere and then come back to kind of reset my brain. So that's a little trick that I had to learn for myself was I can't just wake up and walk to my desk. I need to wake up and drive, get some Starbucks, come back and start working or take my laptop over somewhere else uh, to a coffee shop and start working there. So that's like a little tip that I learned for myself. And even with growing my team, I've also been very lucky there. I've had really awesome powerhouse people reach out to me at the perfect time. So I was thinking about looking for a virtual assistant. And all of a sudden, the next day I got a message from somebody who was like, Hey, I'm a virtual assistant. Would love to help you with this, this, this. And I was like, that's exactly what I need. Same thing with my YouTube videos. I was thinking about hiring an editor. The next day I got an email from a video editor and things have just been kind of working out for me, but I think it's really important to set those boundaries for yourself of this is when I'm working. This is when I'm not working and figuring out that home work balance. Yeah. And I loved what you just said about like, you know, people were coming to you offering their services, which I think is 
Another interesting thing to remember for those that are listening who may be hesitant right now to pitch themselves, to offer their services, to let it be known what, what they do. Um, that's how Millie found her people. They reached out to her and said, Hey, this is what I'm an expert in. I would love to support you in, in that. Are you interested? Um, you never know what can happen, but you have to show up and you have to ask. And I think that that's the biggest, you know, takeaway for me throughout this conversation is just the willingness to show up, um, which I think is important. So with that idea of showing up (laughs) and doing the work and being seen, I would love to know about your, your strategies with Instagram. Um, specifically I saw you a few months ago, um, doing Instagram reels. I, and they really caught my eye and I just, I loved how unique and fun and just, you know, from, from my outsiders looking in, it just seemed like, you know, it was, there was like an ease to it. It was like, you weren't, you know, you weren't time for it. You were just creating these things that really worked for you and worked for your community. And so I would love to know how you approach Instagram from a strategic standpoint and really how Instagram reels has been helping you grow and, um, and really kind of work with the algorithm. Okay love this question. Anything Instagram, I'm like, yes, let's go. So uh, what's funny is that there are two different types of strategies that go into Instagram. And I feel like people think there's one Instagram strategy for success. And that's not necessarily the case because with Instagram, there's kind of two different goals that you can have. You can have, Hey, I want to grow on Instagram. And there's, Hey, I want to increase my engagement. And those two goals mean that there's two different strategies. So you have a growth strategy and then you have a nurture strategy where the nurture strategy is increasing engagement, building community, and those genuine connections with your audience. And with Instagram Reels, Reels was what I used for my growth strategy. As soon as those launched, the importance of being an early adapter is so so above and beyond important. And I think some people refuse to accept when Instagram changes and when Instagram updates. And the longer you, the longer it takes for you to accept those changes, the further behind you will be and you won't be able to see the growth that you can see. So it's important that with every Instagram update, just go with the flow, adapt to those changes and adapt to those pivots because Instagram's trying to prove, hey, we're not playing around. We're here for the long run. We're going to adapt to the industry. So let's have our creators adapt. So with my growth strategy specifically, I did a 30-day reels challenge where I posted a reel every day for 30 days and just to test it out. And the content that I was creating was very specific and catered to my ideal audience. And If you don't know who your ideal audience is or who your target audience is, growing is going to be so hard because you're going to be talking to everybody, running in circles, kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. So I created content that was very specific to what my target audience struggles with. How can I provide value to them? Is it educational value? Is it entertainment, relatable content, or how can, how can I solve their problem in a quick 15 second video or provide a little extra aha inspiration moment? So I 
kind of turned a lot of old Instagram captions into reels and created different series like Instagram photo tips using only your iPhone or how to grow on Instagram, my favorite apps. So I created different series because I wanted that binge worthy content. If one video blows up and they go to my profile and they see that I have a bunch of other content related to that video, they are more likely to follow me instead of me talking about my coffee in the morning, my morning routine, makeup, and all over the place. If I have one video blow up and they go and see my reels, they're like, oh, she's talking about everything. Why would I follow her? So I was very specific with my growth strategy. And that's what was able to skyrocket me from 10,000 followers to now over 50,000 followers, almost 60,000. So that was like the growth strategy that I implemented for Instagram. So good. Thank you so much for walking us through that. And I know that you said there's two strategies. There's the growth and then there's the nurture. Can you touch on the nurture strategy? Yeah, of course. So nurture strategy means you're implementing actions that maybe it might not get you in front of new eyes on Instagram, but it's creating those connections with your current followers. So some actions that you can take to nurture your audience would be posting to your stories and being consistent and showing up on your stories and going live by yourself because Instagram rooms, that would be a growth strategy. So doing a live by yourself and creating those connections, replying to comments when people comment on your photo, And my favorite one is getting in, sliding in the DMs. (laughs) I love sliding in my followers' DMs. I'll go to a recent photo, see who's liked the photo recently, and just hop in their DMs to show them a little bit of love back. Because when you create those connections via DM, you're signaling to the algorithm and you're signaling to Instagram, hey, these two people are connected. These two people are close. They are talking outside of regular day-to-day posting which means they're interested in each other's content. So let's start showing Millie's content to, I don't know, Bob's content over here because they're they're messaging on Instagram in the DMs. That's how close they are. So the DMs is a great way to nurture your audience and increase engagement. I love that. That's such really good, actionable, simple takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um which I think people are going to eat up. Um, so I, I want to talk about the, the monster at everyone's door. That's what I call it. The hairy, scary monster. That's trying to burn your house down. His name is algorithm. Um, I say that rolling my eyes because, um, I don't believe that the algorithm is out to get anybody. Um, it's a machine and it's, it's, it literally works on what's called machine learning. So it learns from your behavior and then works towards that. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone who's like the algorithm's not working in my favor, I can't grow no matter when the algorithm changes. What I always love to say to people is like, well, the algorithm changes for everybody and other people are growing. Mm -hmm. So clearly it's not the algorithm. (laughs) Like it it might maybe shocker. It might be your content or your inconsistency or the fact that you don't know who you're, who you're trying to talk to, or, you know, a multitude of different things. So with that, what is your take on just the algorithm, people's obsession with the algorithm, people trying to beat the algorithm. And that's why I said earlier, I always say work with the algorithm because it's not about a a beating or a hiding from, or a blaming of. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 
holding myself back from cheering over here. I'm like, yes, preach. So first thing is the algorithm is constantly changing. Like you said, it's a machine. On Instagram's creator account, they have a little highlight bubble called FAQs. And if you go through, it says, how often is the algorithm changing? They literally say it is always changing. (laughs) Like we're constantly trying to find ways to improve our system. So that's why everybody freaks out every two days because they're like, it updated, it updated. And it's like, it's always changing. It's actually updating every second of every day because it's a computer. It's like a system. Yes. That's why people are like, oh, the algorithm changed again. I'm like, it changed 10 minutes ago too. And no one was screaming about it. Right. So I have two takes on the algorithm. Hopefully one of them can resonate with different listeners. And one take is I like to think of the algorithm as, like you said, the, a monster. I call it the Loch Ness monster. And if you think of your Loch Ness monster as your pet, and you're trying to make your pet happy, you're going to take care of it, right? You're going to feed it different times of the day. You're going to mix up its food and you want to take care of your Loch Ness monster. If you don't feed your pet, your pet will die. (laughs) It will not, it will get hangry. It will not like you. Or if you feed your pet too much of the same thing, it's going to be like, okay, let's change it up a little bit. So the algorithm is like your Loch Ness Monster. You want to change what you're feeding it, do a little bit of stories, do a little bit of in-feed posts, Instagram reels, mix it up and just show up, make sure it's happy. And then the other side of it is exactly what you said. People need to stop blaming the algorithm for their lack of engagement or growth or reach or whatever it is that they are complaining about. Because as soon as you blame the algorithm, that means that you think that you're doing everything right. And we need to start taking ownership of our actions on Instagram when it comes to the things that we have control of. So always be looking for ways that you can improve and show up better for your audience. And something that I like to ask people when they say, oh, the algorithm changed and my my post isn't being seen. I ask them, okay, well, are you being a ghost follower yourself? Are you showing up for people the way you want them to show up for you? How many people do you follow? Are you engaging with them? So before they turn and blame it on the algorithm, I like them to reflect on, oh, shoot, no, I haven't been posting on other people's content or no, I haven't been supporting other creators. And so when you take that step back and kind of examine yourself and your actions and how you can improve you and you start applying those changes, that's when you start to see the algorithm quote unquote, favor you (laughs) because you're taking the time to show up for other people and love and support other creators. So that's, that's really the biggest change that you can make is just showing up for each other. Yes. And that's, I mean, cause newsflash everybody, the one thing that holds us all back is ourselves. (laughs) We are a hundred percent responsible for the results that we get from the choices that we make. And, you know, just like you were saying with, with the algorithm, it's like, you have to really ask yourself. It's like what I was saying earlier with, you know, students of mine, if they're like, well, I'm having a challenge with this, or I don't know if this is, if this is working. And it's like, well, have you asked this question? Have you reached out to get support? Oh no, not at all. I haven't, I haven't helped myself. It's like, well, then what's going on there? Right. No one's a mind or mind reader. And so that's the thing that, um, that it's really about keeping the focus on yourself. And instead of constantly spending your time and energy worrying about 
are stressing about what the algorithm may be doing to you. It's like, well, what could, what can you have control over? Right. Cause we were talking about that earlier. Like you may not be, can be able to control at all what's happening in the inner workings of Facebook and Instagram, but you can control the content that you create and you can control how consistent you are and you can control testing other things out and seeing what happens. And you can control your, the aesthetic and the look and feel of your Instagram. And you can control sliding into people's DMs. And it's like, these are all the things that you can control if you, you really want it bad enough. If you really want to declare, like, I want to, I want to grow. I want engagement. I really want this to be a thing. And so I think that that's, that's another big step for people is getting really honest about what it is that you want. Do you really want this? Um, because it is so saturated and the algorithm is going to continue to favor people who consistently show up and consistently provide really great, rich content on the platform, because that's what keeps Instagram in business. Yeah. It's all connected. Um, so I would love for you to share, um, a little bit more about, I know that you have, um, an Instagram course that's going to be launching pretty soon. I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about what is to be expected, its name, when it's going to launch. Um, and if there's any other good juicy information you can give us about that. Yeah. So it's funny. I forgot to name it for the longest time. Like for the longest time I was calling it my, my course. It's my course. I'm just going to launch it as my course. And I totally forgot to name it. So um, I'm working on a name right now. It's literally the last thing that I had to do. Which I love because it's like so many people get like bogged down on the name. I can't launch a course because I don't have a name. It's like, it's really, you'll figure it out. Just launch the course. (laughs) Right. And with the course, I am teaching everything that somebody would need to know, point A to Z to become an influencer. So the very basics of creating your brand and defining your niche, your target audience, your colors, how to portray those colors and emotions through your Instagram feed and the content you're creating, and even the algorithm. So there's a whole whole lesson on dissecting the algorithm, examining everything that the the Instagram creators have said on blog posts and IGTV videos, interviews from the algorithm to being shadow banned. Uh, So there's a whole section that goes into that and the content creation process, how to write captions that convert, how to utilize hashtags and implement SEO and keyword strategies because Instagram is starting to make those changes to be focus more on SEO, search engine optimization and keywords in their on their platform and even a little bit on pitching, landing brand deals and how to organize all of that stuff <laughs> so that you can show up, be consistent and not go crazy. I think that's the hardest part is just like how the heck do I do all of this without going crazy? And that's that's something I also will be teaching is the organization of everything so you can kind of automate it and create a system that works for you and post at your own posting schedule while still seeing the good results of growth or engagement increase. Awesome. And when do you anticipate this to be ready? In June. So June will be my first launch and it'll be a live launch. So I'll only be opening it for about two weeks for people to opt in and take the course and then maybe do another live launch later this year. But for sure, one live launch in June. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see what unfolds and um really just proud of you for 
getting out there and making it happen. And I think that that is just the biggest key of it all. Cause that's where we learn is by testing, testing it all out. Um, and again, thank you so much for being here today. I think that you shared so many nuggets of wisdom. I know that our audience is going to love it a lot because they're just amazing and they soak all this great stuff up. Um, what does influence mean to you? Ooh, you would think that I would have prepared this answer. Influence. Influence means to be able to inspire people by showing up as yourself. Just being shamelessly you and because of you being you and your authentic authenticity and your uniqueness, that is what inspires other people. That's what influences other people to follow you or take action and buy a water bottle that you love, you know? So just showing up as you and that authenticity is truly what the influence kind of grows off of. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Millie, for being here. Please let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram and your website. Yes. So my Instagram is at It's Modern Millie. I also have a YouTube channel if you want to binge lots of free trainings leading up to the actual course launch. And my YouTube channel is Modern Millie. Website is also It's Modern Millie. So that's where everybody can connect with me. Great. And we will make sure as always to have that information in the show notes for you guys. Um, and we'll definitely add the link to the program once it's available and ready to be out there as well. And of course, if you had any nuggets that you loved from today's episode, Millie and I would love to know what those are. So screenshot this episode, put it on your stories, tag me, tag Millie, hashtag the influencer podcast. Let us know what your takeaways are because we love to see that. And then share those on our stories too, to give you guys some love. So thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right. I'll see you again. Same time, same place next week.